it is episode three, and we're here. Yes, sir. So welcome, everybody. Uh, welcome to new listeners, old listeners. Just welcome all around the board. This is the Industry Standard Podcast. Episode three. Episode three. I'm one of your hosts, Eddie Sanders. I'm Josh Kaplan. Yeah, we also have the uh, world-famous, back-from-rap-camp, Don. Don Julio making sure we sound beautiful here. <laughs> awesome. How have you been? I've been all right. Cool. I, I told you before we started, I'm going to really lean on you tonight. It's been been a long week, and it's only Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Been a lot going on. A lot going on. Been busy. Don was laying down some wicked bars with Smino and Monty and all of that Zero Fatigue gang. That was pretty... You got a, you got a sound bite for dropping names? <laughs> yeah, we had to pick up a lot of names here that just fell out. <laughs> oh, man. So we made it so far to have three episodes. Yeah. So if you are listening and you enjoy it, like, listen, subscribe, share, the whole nine. Um, yeah, we want the community to get involved with this. Yeah, we, we, we do it for fun, but we want people to, we want people to listen just True. like anybody else. We yeah. like likes. We like streams. And I get it now with artists because like, I look at the numbers and I'm I feel like a rapper now. I'm sitting there like, all right, man, we gotta get <laughs> uh, you gotta be super depressed right now. Man. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, even look. If this was the first release as a rapper, I probably would have been like, all right, this I, is a different different job. Yeah, we're building momentum. Yeah. Yeah. No, we didn't hit a million yet. But yeah, once we do, I'm definitely ordering a plaque. I don't know if we're, <laughs> where, if we're getting that plaque. We haven't recouped quite yet. Man, so it's been a lot of news. A lot. A lot. Uh, Jump right into it. Something light, though. MySpace. Oh, yeah. Remember MySpace? Yeah. So they did a server migration, taking 12 years worth of material from, like, dating from, like, 03 to 2015. Yeah. And all of those files got corrupted. So all of that music and all of whatever was on that server is gone. I So, okay. MySpace, for those of you that don't remember, are too young or too old and kind of missed it, was like, that was it. That was before Facebook. Yeah, it was, that was you that just, social media site. That yeah, was. It, was, it was huge. And it was valued at hundreds of millions, if not billions. And then they just kind of missed the boat, right? Yeah, like they, they were never about, made that transition. They never really figured out what to do and figured out how to monetize and uh, I remember having meetings with them and they were going to do, you know, they had the coolest office in LA. And they had that reband was like MySpace music. Yeah. Timberlake was there. Yeah. And they were going to make this, this cool thing and it just never worked. But at a point in time, literally everybody was on MySpace and that's how you found music and that's how you found friends and so, yeah. dating and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, think about that date then, 2003 to 2015, all that music that was uploaded onto those servers. Just gone. Gone. Yeah, because a lot of that predates like our SoundClouds or Spotify. So yeah, predates the cloud, right? Yeah. So people aren't they're either backed up on a hard drive or it's just just gone. Yeah. So I'm gonna ask. So how often do you hear of artists once they upload something holding on to a backup copy of it? <laughs> Three hard drives. Yeah, just gone. Yeah. So if you think about it, like, it's what if that happened with uh, a YouTube or a SoundCloud? Oh man, I don't even know. Like, what? What do you? Yeah. What could you do? Because the people, so the artists always have their own. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Yes. Or their managers should, or someone. I can't tell you the number of times that we get asked for the high resolution files, the wave files for licenses. So if you're lucky enough to get a license, they're not going to just grab it off of iTunes or Spotify or SoundCloud. They need the actual file. And like, man, that screwed up more licenses for me than than anything. They can't, oh, I don't know where it is. Where's the instrumental? I don't know where it is. Like, it's on orders. a computer that I had, you know, four years ago. Yeah, yeah, so like that. So people were laughing, like, "Oh, nobody uses MySpace." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was thinking deeper, like, "Wait a minute, let's. What if this happens? If it happened on a YouTube, like the videos that would be lost. Like, I'm pretty sure they're now. It's important people make sure they have that stuff backed up. Like, I mean, that's one way of looking at it. Think about if it was like medical records. Like 
you know, <laughs> something yeah, really right, important, true. right? Like music's important <laughs> and all, but man. Yeah, because I'm, I'm thinking like, I don't even know how that works. Like the real server the, migration. Yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's not just a flash drive being stuck into no. a computer. <laughs> and I'm clicking and dragging over and saying like, copy. Like, no, I'm picturing some <laughs> some like middle-aged white dude with ponytail wheeling like a computer stack yeah. and plugging it into something else. Kind of like, like He was probably sweating balls when uh, that corruption oh, was down. Oh, He's like, well, good thing nobody uses MySpace anymore. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> it's like, oh, this won't make the yeah, Nobody will notice. Yeah. So yeah, artists, make sure you have your stuff backed up and make sure your manager has a copy of everything. Cause Somebody. Like John said, I, I've noticed that too. Like We'll have a license and they'll say, well, we had to get this turned over in one day or it has to be a fast turnaround and nobody has an actual file. They just, yeah. oh, we have a SoundCloud link you can use. Like, no, we can't use that. Yeah, and, and there's no excuse anymore. Like, there's you could save it on Dropbox. You can save it on Box. Like there's so many different applications that you can save music on. Just back it up, back back it up, right? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. We have one more one more sort of lighter news that goes into our personal life because that's what our listeners really want to know about. Clearly, um, I was at the the gym the other day. Oh, yesterday, and I I hopped on a Peloton which they had at the gym which is for home use, but they had it at the gym. I did a class. It was a live hip-hop class because I like to spin. Uh, it's a good workout. You don't have to laugh at me. No, that's uh, cool, man. You're burning the calories. You know? Yeah. It's not kickboxing, but you know, hey, you know, I'm a little not, older. Not, every, not little everybody older can do you. it. You know? Yeah. So anyway, but I'm, I'm, I'm on the bike and they're playing Drake and Chance and I mean, just all popular music. And as a music lawyer and manager, I'm thinking, huh, where they get the rights? Where they get the rights to do all this music, right? And I swear I thought this as I'm on the on the bike. And then this morning, I think Warner, uh, Pulse Music, several other publishers just sued Peloton because it turns out they didn't get the rights to do it. So kind of a weird scenario because Peloton is for in-home use and when you're in home and it's not a public performance use, you don't necessarily need a license, right? But because it's not just in home and because they've recorded all of these classes, which were at one time live, it's a sync. It's a, it's a master and a sync license, the same as any other um, video, movie, commercial, internet show. You got to get a license for that music. Okay. and. I guess Peloton just... So is that what they're going after him for? Saying, yeah. No sync? $150 million just to start out. Just to start? Just to... Yeah. And I'm I, pretty uh, sure the same way you thought about it, there was a guy working out... For sure. That was the lawyer for Warner or whatever. Yeah. I was like, hey, uh, did Peloton ever... Yeah, give us a, did we have a contract for that? Where's that sync <laughs> license, man? Like, should we be getting paid for this? Like, I, I mean, I, as an artist, it's cool to get your music on there because it's, right. it's another audience and, and you should be getting paid for it. Right. And the ASCAP, the public performance license, doesn't doesn't cover that once you record it and it's it's on it's on a video. Got to pay for that. It's crazy that they didn't think about that. And it's and Peloton's getting huge. Yeah. So I wonder is it one of those? Do they think about it and say nobody's gonna notice? Man. But then you're that's like you're too big of a company to think that way. Maybe so, I don't know. I feel like music's always last, right? Everything. It's like. We deal with movies all the time that are licensing music. It's always the last thing. It's like, oh shit, we don't have a budget left. You know, how about you just give us this song for five grand, even though the budget of the movie was a hundred million? Yeah. And they're like, hey, hurry up. We yeah. got to hey, get It's a the- great opportunity for you. It's great marketing. I guess shut up, pay me. But so, then the music, the music literally drives a lot of these things. Like, for sure. If you think about some of your best movies, yeah. I was watching uh, Armageddon the other day. Of course you were. And, yeah, because, you know, I, I just love my <laughs> movies and. That Aerosmith song. Yeah. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, man. When when Bruce Willis puts Ben Affleck out, I was like, no, man, I'm, I'm Without that this. song, that scene doesn't doesn't do anything. Nah. Yeah. Tearjerker right there. Right. Shout out Aerosmith. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, big news. Well, not necessarily. Yeah, big news, I guess we can say. I've been following it for a while. Um, we talked about the first, first episode, Kanye West suing EMI, yep. his publishing company. Um, finally got a chance to look over the actual complaint and it's some good stuff in there as far as like being able to talk to our listeners about publishing and what compositions are and 
what he's actually fighting for because there is a lot of precedent behind this. Um, so what he's actually suing for is in California, there is a labor code, labor code. 2855, if you ever want to look it up. Oh, people are writing that yes. writing it down right now, for sure. <laughs> so, in, in short, with the California Labor Code, it is stating that a personal service contract, the employee can only work, is only can only be for a span of seven years. After that seven-year period, the employee is supposed to be given a breathing period, a moment to revise and see if they actually want to renegotiate whatever the case may be. Yeah. yeah. So all personal service contracts that are in the state of California should only last for seven years. Kanye West is asserting this. So little backstory. Two thousand three, he signs his publishing deal with EMI. Um, so technically he's stating by law of the seven year rule, it ended in two thousand ten. So he's stating anything that he released after two thousand ten which, if you're a Mr. West fan, it starts from uh, My Dark Twisted Fantasy on. So we have the Yeezus album, Life of Pablo, other records. He's stating that all of that catalog shouldn't have been with EMI. Regardless of what the requirements are right. in the contract. It should have just ended after seven years. Right. Or there should have been a pause. And at, at, that, at that 2010. So why didn't he bring it up in 2010? That was the que- that's the question that's not answered in the complaint. Mm-hmm. I think he's just coming around to figuring out what's going on because he's done four extensions so far. Yeah, he probably got paid for each one. So each extension, you know, is a new advance. So so EMI is like, listen, you crazy Kanye, like you, we get, we paid you a bunch of money. Right, can't have it both ways. Yeah. So and the big thing that he's asserting also is the term contract year. Right. Because in this, in this, every extension is for a three-year period or a three-year contract year. All right, let's let's break this down for okay. the uh, the non-lawyers in the room, Don. Yeah. So, <laughs> a publishing contract. We told we we told you that a, a theme throughout this podcast. Even if this podcast goes on for fifteen years, maybe seven years in California, right. <laughs> it, we would have to. We, we're going to be talking about publishing the whole time because publishing is just so important and it's so confusing, right? So he signs a publishing contract with EMI. The contract says he has to deliver a certain number of compositions each contract year. Yeah, is that right? So it was three compositions cons- per- constituted a year. Okay, and a composition consists of 100%, 100% ownership. ownership. Yeah. Okay, so... We're involved in a lot of pop music, right? And hip hop music. Do you know any song that you've been involved with where there's one writer that owns 100%? Uh, on a major level like that? Yeah. No. I mean, they say that Russ yeah. is like that and maybe... Few and Jacob, far between, few, right? Very few. Even the guys that say they write and produce, there's still... There's someone else helping them and getting a percentage. So like a typical pop song... Is you know there's one or two producers, one or two top line writers. So you're looking at two to four people. Sometimes I've been on songs where there's eleven people, right? right? Which is not that uncommon in 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 pop music. So the chance of getting a hundred percent of a composition, you're really looking at four or five songs to make that one. To yeah. make that one, right? And then a lot of these publishing deals, I'm sure his Kanye's is the same that you still need to release it on what's called a major label. And this is back in 2003. 2003, right? yeah. So there's no streaming, right? And so not only does it have to be on a major label, it has to come out in a physical format. Physical format, and it, actually has, and it has to be on the album. Right, so it couldn't be a single. Yeah. And it has to be on an album or something that's like at least seven songs, at least 10 songs, at yeah. least 50 minutes. This one minutes. said like longer than 35 minutes. Okay, so, so there you go. So it's got... So that's a lot of parameters. And now you fast forward to 2019 when people just put out singles right. and or EPs and you can self-release or you can go through any number of distributors that are just as big as a major and you're never getting out of the contract. Yeah. Never, ever. Even stating, he's stating that, and this is typical in contracts that you see, even though these songs don't count towards 
the goal. So the song, like, for instance, the record he did with Lil Pump, the mm-hmm. I Like It, um, it went number one. It was a big single, but it was just a single. It wasn't attached to anything. So that doesn't ta- count as a composition. Here. Right. But they're still collecting their oh, yeah. publishing share off of that. Yeah, and he's still so, getting paid. Yeah, he's still his, getting paid. His percentage, but it, the, the, label, the, the publisher is getting paid, and that delivery doesn't count, which is crazy. And, he, and he's not alone. And this is like, we have clients, we know people that are in the same situation that aren't as big as Kanye. And you are able to renegotiate sometimes. It depends on who the publisher is. And, and you can make the argument, not only if it's not a California contract, you can make the argument that it's quote unquote unconscionable or it needs to be updated because of technology. And you'll win, but you have to, sometimes you have to go to court and that costs a lot of money. So basically the, the, the move that, we're seeing a lot of is recoupment deals versus delivery deals. So a recoupment deal means you get $100,000 for publishing for three years. That means the publisher gets 50% ownership. They get 100% ownership of your copyright, but they get 50% of the revenue generated by the publisher's share, which is just complicated. But I think I'm explaining it. Yeah, I think we... Okay. So a dollar comes in, let's do it this way. A dollar comes in on a publishing deal, normal publishing deal. 50 cents goes to the writer, 50 cents goes to the publisher. If you sign a normal publishing deal, 25 cents going to the publisher, 75 cents is staying with you, okay? But nothing's coming to you until you recoup your advance. So you get $100,000, you have three years, whatever you write during those three years, doesn't matter what percentage, whatever you write, whatever you put out, they own the publishing on that. and they can. You can end the contract after three years if you've recouped, right? With the delivery requirements, it's you can be in, there forever. You're in a world of hurt. Of, of hurt. Yeah. So they they EMI is now trying to change venues essentially, um, because the language in the 2003 agreement stated that this was under the state of New York, uh-huh. and a lot of that governing law language that isn't often talked about in contracts, but people need to understand when you are signing a deal, making sure under, understanding what state laws are governing for that contract. So in this one, EMI is saying that it's New York. We should be changing venue. Um, also, this isn't a personal service thing because you're trying to get your catalog back. So this is actually intellectual property and copyrights. Mm-hmm. So that's a federal issue now. So EMI isn't fighting the seven-year rule. They're just saying like, hey, this doesn't apply here. This because the, the, his contract says California? His contract says New York. Oh, but he's stating York. that since he's a California resident, uh, I got that you. he falls under the California code. So what do you think? I think it's he's got an uphill battle. I think he has an uphill battle. And it also has me thinking back because, you know, last summer he did this five project every month. Well, every week it was a new project. He was a producer on a lot of it. And then after this, we start seeing this lawsuit. He's like... Maybe he's trying to, he, he saw back then trying to escape out of this. Let me try and put out as much music as I can to try and meet these requirements. I, I feel like if he didn't do an extension, multiple extensions, and didn't get paid for those, he'd have a pretty good argument. Yeah, I think like if, if 2011, 2012, he said, hey, this should be up We're yeah. at the seven year mark, then possibly, but like stretching it to 2019 and now saying, hey, this should have been over. 2010 yeah. it's like and yeah thanks for that last advance of seven of, figures exactly if not more so there has been other artists that have tried to use the seven year rule but they've all settled out of court yeah so is there is no precedent in in music for this so i'm hoping that it stays in california and there's actually something written so now there'd be more protection for the smaller artists because this is this kind of was he's Pretty yeah, major. So. Pretty major. Yeah, I think that it's it's also super important because I don't think Kanye is listening to us right now, but or or many artists of his caliber are have caught on to the industry standard podcast quite yet. So I like he'll, for, he'll catch on soon. Yeah, I mean it's inevitable. But for most independent artists, publishing deals aren't gonna just fall into your lap. And if they do, you should probably be thinking, why did this just fall in my lap anyway? Publishing again, it's like if you've written a hit song. And you want to continue to write hit songs and be put in the room with the right either producers or top line writers. Signing with a really good publisher makes a lot of sense. Or they're just dropping off a huge ton of money. And you can change the way you live and, you know, and it betters your life. Then it makes sense. Otherwise, like just self-publish. Doesn't yeah. make doesn't make any sense to give up that right. 
And then that that language, the delivery language, because yeah. that's another thing they're stating. They're like, hey, you have common, they were like plain English language in here, but it doesn't mean plain English. When you say a year, that's supposed to be 12 months. That doesn't mean a year. When you say deliver, that must mean when you receive it. But technically, when I deliver this music, it's not received until it's either technical, technically commercially satisfactory. So just that additional language of artists understanding the definition of what they have to deliver if they do end up going with the delivery over recruitment deal. Very good point. Yeah. We, you and I both dealt with something similar where a client had turned in an album which she wrote all of the top line and produced some of and hit her f- fulfillment. It was a older deal and so it was a delivery requirement. It wasn't a recruitment deal. So she had to turn in whatever, let's say 10 songs. And she more than hit that. But to Eddie's point, they wanted physical copies. There was a lang- there was a line in there about requiring physical copies of the album or of the recordings. Didn't say how many. Just, a physical. just physical copies. So I got smart and I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to go burn a CD. I think you can still burn CDs somewhere. Yeah, I believe that. Don, well, yeah, Don says you can. Should. All right, cool. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere. I mean, we could do it, right? Like you could do it. I was like, all right, well, here, here's that one. And they quickly hit back. They're like, no, no, no. It needs to be a reasonable amount. But it didn't say that. And so I was ready to just be like, all right, well, let's go to court over this. And I'm like, why don't you just tell me what a reasonable amount is? And they said 50,000. Get us 50,000 CDs. And then you've hit your requirement. And so we did the math on it and it was like, cool, I'll pay 50 grand. If it's a dollar a CD, it's still worth it to get the publishing back and do it. And so when I told them that, okay, we're going to, we're about to go print 50,000 CDs, they said, okay, hey, let's renegotiate this and turn it into a recoupment deal. I was like, all right. Like, and, that, and that's better for everybody. And they're not, it's not a bad publisher or anything like that. Well, the terms of those were, put in and placed before streaming and a lot of these different our, our new advances in technology. So it's like, how do we as lawyers, how are we, how are artists essentially supposed to be thinking about these things and their, their creations 20, 30 years from now? Because we even have this situation we'll get into later with De La Soul where their agreement was from 88. Yeah. So yeah, so. contracts don't automatically update like terms of use on websites. Right. And so, yeah, unless you're looking and you're asking, they're going to just stay the same, you know? And, and again, we keep talking about being your best advocate. Like, you have to look. Like, Kanye had to have looked before 2010 to know this. Well, he, he has a line in uh, Black Skinheads or New Slaves. I think he said, throwing these contracts at me, you know, brothers can't read. So, uh, yeah, uh, I think he... Shot himself with that one. <laughs> but no, so then it's probably one of these was like, it's a new law firm. And they're like, hey, did you think about this? Yeah. And he's like, oh. Sometimes you need to make that change. Yeah, sometimes you need to Fresh. come over to talk to Josh and Eddie. And, yeah, yeah. Fresh you know. set of eyes. <laughs> True. So do you want to get into De La Soul? And, I mean, I mean I, I'm a fan. I'm definitely a fan. It was a sad situation. Um, but the article I read which was hilarious because, you know, you got to hear both sides, was mostly for Tommy Boy Records. So we'll get into it. Uh, We have De La Soul signed a deal back in 88 with Tommy Boy Records. If you're familiar with De La Soul, very popular hip-hop trio. I love De La Soul growing up. Me too. Native Tongue Collective. I was all about it. Um, So they were... Tribe, you had Most Def, you had Talem, you have... So they were like influencer... Like early '90s hip hop, before it was like mainstream. They were like that segue to breaking yeah. it to to mainstream. So, <clears throat> Sunday Dill back in '88 with Tommy Boy Records. They put out three albums during that time. Um, during this time, Warner Brothers comes in as most of the time these big labels do. Buys up Tommy Boy Records, turns it into Airster Records. Uh, from there, Tommy Boy is no longer in this picture. So we fast forward to 2017. 2017, the Tommy Silverman, who is owner of Tommy Boy Records, 
buys back the catalog. With the catalog includes De La Soul records. We have some Naughty by Nature in there. We have some Queen Latifah. A lot of... Uh, Influential rap. In, in, from the 90s. So none of this music is on any streaming services. So what does Tommy Boy think of? Hey, it up. Let's, let's put it up. Under the terms of the 1988 agreement, Tommy Boy gets 70%. They also gets thirty percent. Regardless, on the ma- and so this is on the master on side. On the master side. Right. So regardless, it's a seventy thirty split. And of course, this is nineteen eighty eight. Before we have MP threes, before we have before streaming, before we have the internet. Yeah, before up. Uh, Maybe Al Gore had it. I don't know. Al Gore definitely had it. Yeah, before. So do we even have we have CDs eighty eight. This was just tapes. Yeah. Ah. We might be just coming might into have been CDs tapes and, and vinyl only. So yeah, so you're thinking seventy thirty split of this. And then there's also a caveat in the agreement. If there's any debt owed to the label, 20% of the artist's 30% goes to the label. So now we're looking at a 90-10 split. So as they're set to launch this music on Spotify title, Apple and all this, there is a $2 million debt that's put on De La Soul's books. So now stating, once this music goes out for streaming, it's a 90-10 split. The $2 million Debt just debt, came out of which somebody said. Yeah, because you got to think about it, they haven't been in business since '02. Yeah, when's the last album before they did their self their their like GoFundMe? So album like they after '02 they left Warner. Okay, and they went uh, with Sanctuary Records. Okay, so they did Grind Date and a bunch of other albums. Oh right, okay, under that label. So this is only four for the three, the but three, those are their three biggest yeah. albums by far. Yeah, so they owed two million bucks, so they're never going to see money on right. their streaming, right? Essentially, well, they'll see ten percent because they, Tommy Boy, I guess, was kind enough to say, even though you're in debt to yeah, us, here's 10%. we'll still give you ten percent. And like a typical, just just for reference, a typical distribution deal, or even a label. You sign with a label, you're getting somewhere between fifteen and well, somewhere between twelve and twenty percent of the master side. And, but you're getting a big advance or something at that point. If you sign just with a distributor, it's more like an 80-20 or 90-10 split. If you just self-release and put it out on DistroKid or CD Baby, you just pay whatever you're paying fees. 10 bucks and that's yeah. it, right? So these guys who have sold millions of records in their day are now on streaming platforms. I don't know what their streams are doing, but I'm sure they're doing well, especially with this press, right? right? And they're not. Well, they haven't released them yet. Oh, they're not up yet? Yeah, so what the thing was, uh, got so much negative press about it. Yeah. Because first the news came out, 30th anniversary, about to launch. And then De La Soul put out the tweet, hey, we're actually only getting 10% of this. Don't listen to it. Everybody was like, no, we're not going with that. So everybody was like, boycott Tommy Boy. And I was like, does anybody know how old Tommy Boy is? I don't think (laughs) you can really cancel Tommy Boy. I think they've already canceled themselves. So it's not up, but now Tommy Boy is actually saying, in the last article I read, they're in negotiations, which is like, of this week, they're trying to negotiate. Trying to figure figure it out. out better terms. But like, how do you have a $2 million debt that you don't know about, right? And then that nobody's called on since 1988 and it never got washed out when there was a purchase Usually when a company buys another company, they're buying up the debt or they're forgiving the debt or someone's paying it out of the purchase price or something. It all sounds fishy. It also sounds like there's so many percentages in music that I, we were talking about this before while we're waiting for, uh, for Don. Like This business is so messed up and you got to be a little bit crazy to be in it. I don't know any other, posi- I don't know any other businesses, maybe sports a little bit, where there are so many percentages, right? You don't go to work and get paid as a musician. You go to work, you get paid, and then you got to divvy that up 20 different ways. So like this, this is set another segue, a long-winded segue into what percentages people are taking. Because we throw out all these numbers is 30% of this and 20% of that. Because, you know, what is a typical, if I'm an artist, I'm starting out, what do I, and I have some success, so I need a team around me, right? When you're first starting out, don't just do it yourself and figure out how to do everything yourself. It's my gem for the day. Like, don't, don't rely like, Hey, I need a manager. I need, I I better get, you know, booking agent. Like nobody cares about you until you have something going. You have to have a product, some content. Yeah. So you have to have some revenue or some ability to generate revenue. But once you do, 
what's the what in your mind is typical percentages that you are going to just you're you're giving that up no matter what? Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm looking at manager, uh, 10%, 15% there in that range. I'm thinking 15, 20. Okay. Because then I was also adding in the business manager taking five. Um, then you have legal. And then there was a, the Russ tweet that we talked about where typically it's a f- either flat fee or hourly or percentage base. Right. We take percentage base on, on certain clients that can't afford the hourly rate at the time that at the position they are, yeah. but you still want to assist them. And then, so Russ's argument was if your lawyer doesn't want to go down to hourly, then there's a problem. Yeah. Which I can kind of understand because if you're just sitting back in your position of a guy like Russ, where you're now you're making millions and you may not have the need for your attorney to be turning over so many documents. Right. They're not busy. Yeah. Well, you can. Why giving them five percent for it? Exactly. Well, okay, but but so you're getting if you're managing for ten percent, you're doing it for too too little, as far as I'm concerned. So I'm giving you some free advice on that one, Eddie. But uh, so I, my my viewpoint is management is fifteen to twenty percent, legals five, business management five, booking agents taking ten off all your bookings, right? That's not even counting what a label is going to take if you end up signing one. So just your team, and then there's staff. You know, like right. when you get successful, you're gonna have a tour manager, you're gonna have a stylist, you're gonna have all this stuff. But like the basic, the basic team is the manager, business manager, right. and lawyer. And sometimes you can find people that do both, which right. is us. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, but that's that's typical. So let's say you're on the high side. So it's twenty percent for management, five percent for legal, five percent for business management, thirty percent of every dollar you make, and that's gross right. gross income. So every dollar you make, thirty percent is is out the door. I guess if you look at it as a business running, you know, any sort of business, you got overhead, thirty percent overhead. Is that bad for? It's a not that bad, right? As long as people are actually doing their job, right? So. I don't know what my point was there, but I feel I feel like you need to be aware of that. And you also, as as Russ was bitching about on his tweet, like sometimes it, it shouldn't be. This is this is uh, is calling back to the name of this podcast. It shouldn't be just well. This is the standard way that things right. are because he's totally right. Like we do have clients where it's a percentage basis, and we do a ton of work, and they don't make a lot of money, but it's an investment on our part. We think there's potential there. And so we'll do it and they can't afford it. And then there are others that they make a ton of money. They need us a lot, but they'd rather just pay hourly because they just don't want to give up another percentage. Right. right? And business management is the other one that I think we'll get into more in some other podcasts. But like a business manager is super key, but doesn't necessarily need to make a percentage of what you're doing. Not necessarily, no. You know, and... Because the job really doesn't change. I mean, the amount of money that comes through the account changes, but what he has to do yeah. necessarily won't change. No, if, it, you, if you're adding decimal points or you're adding dollars to it, it doesn't change the, the work that they're doing. So, yeah, that's let's put a pin in that one. Yeah, so I guess that, that. that gets to back to the thing. We're not, when you set up your structure and you have the team around you, there is no set standard for this. Like, right. Do what works for you as an artist and do what is makes comfortable cash flow also because right. like it's not all about like the money you make, it's about how much you're you're keeping in. And yeah. Yeah. And I mean it, it's you know, have a have a contract in place that's fair for for everybody involved, including lawyers. Like you should have an engagement letter. And if you don't like your lawyer anymore, you sh- you, sh- you it's not a contract, it's not a, a seven year contract like you're in California. You just right. fire them and move not on. EMI or anything. Yeah. Right. So yeah, some some wisdom about setting things up. There's a whole. I mean, we could do 20 podcasts just about how to set up the business when you start out. But the percentages, it just it seems like in music, there's just so many different hands in in your pocket. But if you look at it like like you said, like if you look at it as normal business, you got rent for your office space, you got employees, you got equipment. Yeah, my my hangup comes in when it's like so many different middlemen that just assist in the situation they're like they get a percentage just because they didn't even make the introduction per se but they just knew the guy that knew the guy and they're right. like oh you're signed to my right publishing my production company and like 
So it's it's those situations where it's like the hands that are grabbing a percentage, but they're not necessarily a part of the team. They're just yeah. reaping the benefit of the. But it's a, it's again sort of like the more you know, right? If you if you know going in, you're signing a production deal and you're giving up fifty percent of everything you make forever. Like just be comfortable with that. <laughs> you know that's not going to go away, and you can't get out of it after you know without going to court. Because yeah, sure. it's it's rumored that that's one of the type of deals that. Drake is in with uh, Jay Prince and and Cash Money, so that's why he's. They, they keep always saying this is his last album, but it's never never going to happen. Never going to yeah. be his last album. I mean, yeah, I know some major stars that were discovered, quote unquote, and it's real easy to agree to that when someone's like, "Hey, I'm going to make you a star. I'm going to introduce you to this person, that person." But just just know. Same. We had a, most recently Future uh, lost a lawsuit to his old manager artist Rocco because Rocco was the one that essentially discovered Future signed him to the same one of those deals said he owed him so he essentially owed him 25% on everything he, Future never 25% did. isn't even that bad most most production deals that I see come across the desk is 50% yeah 50% and it's like I've seen 50% where you're not getting any money up front so it's no like no advance or anything nothing. like that just, just I'm gonna go introduce you to people and I'm taking 50% of touring, merchandise, publishing, everything. Those are those are dumb. Yeah. So all, as, as artists, always take that ten dollars and and break that down when you're thinking of your percentages yep. and look at how much you're left with when you're divvying up that percentage. Because yeah. like five and five and five and five doesn't seem like a lot, but then when it, it adds up, when if it's nine fives, it's forty five percent. That right. you know. Yeah, and, and think about maybe one of those five percent is worth it. You get the right lawyer on your team, you know, and this isn't just because we're lawyers, but like, seriously, if you get the right person or the right manager to steer you clear of that, like I listened to, um, another podcast competitor of ours, um, how I built it, which is like one of the biggest podcasts. So that's why they're a competitor. Um, (laughs) and they had logic and his manager, uh, Chris Saru, I believe I forget how you pronounce his last name. And they were struggling. Logic was struggling, like making no money hustling, trying to do things. And he, he started dropping those mixtapes that started doing well and getting him some notoriety. And they got an offer. The first offer they got was for $1.5 And his manager was like, no, we're not doing it. It'd be stupid. And he was, gonna, he was on a 20% deal. He was going to take 20% of that, which would have been huge for him. He was a 21-year-old kid or 22-year-old kid. But the manager was smart enough to realize, no. And then the next deal that they got was only for $100,000. But it led to Logic becoming a huge star and signing $30 million deals. So that 20% he gave up to his manager was the best 20% he ever gave up to anybody. Yeah. So that's an awesome story right there. Thanks. That's it was why like, it was yeah, not no, a really good like sometimes that, It wasn't that, ours. People but, don't hey. realize that as attorneys, like sometimes the, the best decision is selling the artist to walk away from a deal. For sure. And then but, even knowing that our 5% is on the line and we're still like, no, you don't need to do that. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes you got to have the foresight to see how far. The artist can grow, and also just know that those terms don't work. You know, right. the, the money might be good, but the terms, like you don't want those Kanye terms, because there's literally we can even get back to on the complaint. There's language in there that says he will never take an extended break or an hiatus from creating music. He can't. He can't take a break, even with his mental issues. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> so I'm like, why that? And at first, I thought it was a joke because I saw it in headlines, and I'm like, yeah. I'm not believing. This but it's article. in there. It's in the complaint that that is the language. In, I mean, that's like in indentured agreement. servitude, right? I yeah. mean, that's crazy. So, yeah. So, that's why. So, EMI's countersuing now saying yeah. uh, that he's effectively in breach of contract because he spoke out about the terms of this agreement. Unreal. Well, I, I imagine it'll, it'll settle just like most of these things do. Yeah. And then it'll be sealed and nobody will know what the end result is. But I kind of feel like Kanye might Tell everybody what the I, end result I, I is. I have a feeling that it will be a Twitter rant, yeah. good or bad, about yeah. what, what happens. A lot this. of innuendos. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, maybe Trump will come out in support of it too. Who knows? Hey. They're buddies, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so we got Spotify. Essentially, uh, everyone's saying Spotify is suing songwriters, but it's not that case. It's actually with well, Spotify... Rejecting a ruling from the copyright board, copyright royalty board that these are the people, the copyright royalty board are the people that determine the percentage of songwriter royalties. Um, and, and this is due to the mo- the music 
Modernization Act, yeah. the new legislation that is now effectively changing the way artists are getting paid right. for streaming. So they're saying they won, they asked for a 44% increase for songwriters. Right. And it passed. And it passed. Right. Spotify is appealing. And, and Amazon too. Amazon as well. They're not mad at the amount, they're mad at how the amount was determined. Which means they're mad at the amount. Yeah. Yeah. So, These guys have great lobbyists, like the, the best spin doctors in the entire. I mean, Amazon, you know. Jeff's on it. Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> 44%. <laughs> He's like, wait, what? No. He didn't even know what was going on. He just heard 44%. And was like, yeah, no, 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 stop that. Yeah. But so, I mean, it, if you're on social media and you follow any songwriters, they're all up in arms about this. Like, how dare you? You know, you made all of your money off of our backs. Right. Well, Spotify, Amazon fine without music but uh now you're gonna you're gonna say no to our raise essentially so what is spotify now they're doing these town hall meetings yeah so now they're trying to, trying to make like people feel better town halls and say no we're not bad guys so like you said they have the best spin doctors in the world man. yeah like, they're making sure like they're gonna make sure that they're the good guys coming out of this uh, yeah i mean and I, like i have a love hate with spotify I mean, the platform's great. I use it every day. We're on Spotify. You know? Yeah, we're on Spotify. I have no, <laughs> like, it's a necessary product. It's, it's awesome. But it is tough, like, going to their office and seeing this crazy spread that they've got and, you know, this high-rent building and they're having parties in there with... Cold brew on tap. Man, you know, like... it was, like, catered and everything. And I'm in there with artists and it's like, hey, we just hit a million streams and we made... Four thousand dollars, <laughs> right? And like they wheel in a cart of food that's ten thousand dollars worth of food. You know, it's it something needs to to the, the algorithm be fixed. needs yeah. to change. Oh, algorithm. Yeah, once yeah. We, I think once we figure out what the algorithm is, yeah, we, we got it. Yeah, because it's we, just the algorithm. Once we figure out algorithm. that one, we'll get to go. Spotify is the algorithm. Like yeah. I, it, it's the most overused term in music now yeah. it's like oh, when, gotta, did, when did it crack. come between what was it 2015 2016 every time it's all about the said. algorithm <laughs> and it's true I mean, so you got to get on the playlist it's about the algorithm I, okay i don't know I, I we i don't know how to define what an algorithm is yeah because at first it was you are a brand everyone was saying yes. you're a brand you're, you're a brand, brand. Right. now it's like get the algorithm yeah get What's your it? brand on the algorithm <laughs> There we go. That's the gym. Yeah. Get your brand on the algorithm. Yeah, you're set. <laughs> and you're set, but you still can't make much money even if you get on those playlists. But anyway, yeah, we'll see how that how that pans out. But in the court of public opinion, I, I think Spotify and Amazon are, are going to lose. Yeah, I think so as well. Yeah. So we had uh, South By just wrapped up. Right. You didn't. I didn't go down. I didn't anyway. go down either. Uh, one thing I, I did enjoy, the was especially in hip-hop, Female acts were killing it. Oh yeah, and they were getting all the love. Yeah, you know they had the Rico Nasties, the the uh, Megan Thee Stallion. She's she's my new favorite. Oh yeah, yeah. Even like even though Doja Cat wasn't there, she's still getting love because of the Tia Tamara record. Yep, it's getting played. It's like all right. I yeah, like to, I like to see it's the this. age of of female rappers. Yeah, I mean, well, they've always been there. They just haven't gotten the notoriety. Like No Name's one of my favorites, but yeah. people don't shout her out that much. So. It's good to see that little turn, especially within hip hop, seeing Definitely. the female acts getting more love, you know? Yeah. So maybe next year we'll be down there. I, yeah, we got lazy this year. Actually, I, I'd, I'd been going down for years and had an event down there and all that, and it got too noisy. It was just, first of all, it was like to rent out anything because of all the corporations going down there, like Spotify and Amazon. Right. It, it got so expensive just to even rent out something. And then when you would, it was so hard to make an impact because there's so much going on all at once. Yeah. And now there aren't really any independent things going on down there. Every bar is like, it's the Nike bar or it's the Vans studio or whatever it is, which is it's cool if you just accept it and that's what it's going to be. It's like spring break for music. And so it's still cool. And Austin's yeah. awesome. I, I want to go to the more of the tech portion earlier on, I think yeah. next year. Cause yeah, Maybe music. we'll figure out what the algorithm is. Hey, I think that's where the algorithm, <laughs> algorithm is. Like, that's where they come up with it. It's kind of like a Ready Player One. Yeah. You gotta, <laughs> once you win, you get the algorithm and then you're set. Then you're good and to you go. you get your brand on the algorithm and then... Maybe that's what we should call the panel. Brand on the algorithm. Yeah. Uh, copyright office trademark. <laughs> <laughs> trademark, trademark pending. <laughs> uh, so that, that'll be dope. But uh, yeah. But with South By, real quick... With all that noise down there, how how are artists now like 
making a scene. Because what I've seen is like, you have to be, you have to have some name behind you. You yeah. have to already be doing like the Fader Fords, the Lyrical Lemonade shows and all these, and then kill those sets. I haven't seen the artists go down there without much no, show, without many I know shows what you mean. Like yeah, no, you that. have to have like a major show. It can't just yeah. even if it's a uh, uh, official South by Southwest showcase, it doesn't really matter unless you're playing Fader Ford or you're playing yeah like a Spotify stage or something right. like that. I, I talked to a publisher today who runs a pretty big publishing company, and he went down and I was like, "How was it?" He's like, "Oh, I didn't really see anybody that I want to sign, but it was fun." And I think that's pretty typical. Right. Um, there's a lot of. I mean, everybody's drunk. You know, yeah. it's like executives are going to come up and be like, oh, you're awesome. I'm going to send you a con-. Nobody sends you a contract from South by Southwest. About but I did tell people like to go down and to make it, use it as a time to not really talk about music when you're meeting these people. Yeah. Just trying to make some type of connection. You know, right. like. That's be- all. I mean, music, that, especially on the music, you put our manager hats on. Like, it's all networking and who yeah. you know. Because it's typically around March Madness. So that was always my, yeah. like, go-to. Yeah. Start conversation starter because I didn't want to talk about music, but right. still wanted to like leave that lasting impression that University of Michigan is one of the best basketball teams in college basketball. Oh, please. You know? Yeah. Go Badgers. <laughs> but no, so like just getting down there and immersing yourself in the energy, not worrying about always trying to get a contract from somebody, but just making that connection and doing that outside of just South by is important as well. Like if you're pulling up to shows, I'm often at places I don't really want to talk about contracts no at, at night, never you know yeah, so no. but I, I, I don't mind talking talking to you about just general stuff so just yeah have a conversation with me and then when you email me on monday i'm gonna remember who you are because exactly. we had this great conversation about spin yeah. classes don't give me a you know? <laughs> yeah, don't, give me, don't give me a thumb drive of, yeah. of your music don't, don't I'm, pass me I'm any never listening drives. to it yeah it's cool it's good good episode i think so how you feel don you think it was were we good Right. Sweet. Well, Done right, right, with the emotions. Always right. up. Always up. He's, he's back from rap camp. He's, yeah, he's, he's cooling now. He's, he's living that Bel Air life. He's like, you know what, man? Like, Chicago, man. It's just saying it's cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then we get Happiest City. And we, what? I don't, know, I don't know how we got that. I don't no, know. They I don't didn't know interview who, me. I know that. <laughs> I don't think it was like Time Out. Really? So, yeah, they voted us the happiest city, and I was like, "Who did the poll?" I mean, maybe they're maybe they're looking at like bars per capita, and everybody is drunk and happy. But yeah, yeah. they had to have done this during June when they did well. The vote. B- before we before we end, who's your who's your pick for final four? My final fours, uh, my final fours. I'm going Michigan, Michigan State, Tennessee, North Carolina. With Tennessee playing Michigan State in the championship, and Tennessee coming out, Tennessee, yeah, they're they're tough. They I know, but like, I mean, they got blown out by yeah, that, Auburn. That happens. Okay, but all right, Tennessee. Who you, who you got going? Uh, I hate to say it, but I don't see anybody beating Duke. Zion. Yeah, I mean, it's just as a man amongst boys. Is that what you, definitely? That's what the saying. I think. Yeah. Before you finish, do you hear? Did you hear the story about his shoe? And what the Nike execs did? No. So you heard that the shoe exploded, right? Yeah, I saw it, yeah. So the execs came to the next practice to Durham, did exact measurements of his foot, flew to China to get uh, reinforced like Teflon in the shoe, custom design shoe, bring that design back to Durham and deliver like, hey. Sorry. Yeah. And then they, the funny thing was, they were like, when they got to China, they said they put their best people on it. Yeah. So everybody's like, what? It was like some 14 year old kid. Like, <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about, bro? We know I who mean, your shoes. Like, fast forward <laughs> to the NBA draft this summer, or is it fall? Whenever it, it is. This summer. This yeah. summer. And like, he's going to sign a Nike contract. They're already talking 150. Yeah. And so it, like, and they'll make it fun and it'll, he'll be exploding out of the shoes. Yeah, I'll guarantee you that exploding shoe is going to be a part of it. For sure. Like. So we got Duke, not to cut you. Uh, I just got Duke. I got it's Duke. Just, <laughs> it doesn't, I mean, does it really? <laughs> Zion, it doesn't, Zion. I hate to Zion. say it. I wish I, wish I could say the Badgers are going to make a run. Yeah. I think Michigan will do well. I think Michigan could 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 make it far. Right. Um, and then I like Virginia. They're boring, but I like them. I don't really, yeah. I really don't see anybody else beating them. Man, we always got those eleven seats out there that 
There's always one. Man, yeah. You know? I don't know. Yeah, the Oregon-Wisconsin game. Everybody's saying Oregon, 12 seed. Going to upset my Badgers. Uh, if it happens, it happens. March Madness is always fun, though, regardless. It's oh, my God, like, yeah. A team like Yale is going to go to the Sweet yeah. 16. And... Yeah, it's like automatic day off, too, in the office, Thursday and Friday. Yeah, and then, you know, I love those, uh, how they can set them up. But then on for March Madness, for the, the websites, I always have the boss button. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just click it and then some Excel yeah. sheets pop up. We don't even, I mean, we just That wouldn't turn, even work nah, for me. Just I, turn the I, TVs on. <laughs> like, if I hit it and you're like, Eddie, why are you looking at a chart? I was, like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to see the percentage yeah. for Spotify. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it doesn't work. No. Right. All right, well, so everybody have a good March Madness. Yeah. Good spring. We'll be back in, we're doing these every other week. Every other week. So we'll yeah. be back soon. Um, Send us your questions. Yeah, send us seriously. Send us questions. We're we've got email addresses: Josh at the Industry Standard Podcast, Eddie at the Industry Standard Podcast, and we've got socials. Yeah, socials. Just follow us on the Instagram, Industry Standard Podcast. That's the best. Yeah, because Instagram is better than Twitter. Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll drop gems on there too. Yeah, maybe we'll have a little gem segment on Instagram. Yeah. But but yeah, give us feedback. Let us know someone's listening. Definitely. Thank you, Don. Thanks, Don. Shout out Classic Studios. Shout out uh, Rap Camp. Yeah. Sh- song Finch still? still? Yeah, I was going about, about to go into a Song Finch <laughs> thing, but like, you know, let's... March Madness is right around the corner. What better way yeah. to say you love a certain college team than to get them a custom get, fight song? Get a song that rips on your rival team. I would love to hey. do like an anti-Michigan song. Maybe I'll do that. I, hey, that, I'm going to just do a whole...